Welcome to this series of Bible lessons on the New Testament. In these 42 lessons, we will teach the history of the Lord Jesus as delivered to us in the four Gospels. We will start with the days that led up to Christ's humble birth in Bethlehem. We will then look at his blessed ministry, his suffering, his death, and resurrection. His humble life on earth concludes with his ascension, and after this, the blessed outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Lastly, we will teach the calling and ministry of the greatest evangelist that ever lived, Paul the Apostle. These last lessons are taught from the book of Acts and include Paul's missionary journeys. Be sure to use the lesson guide with questions and knowledge exercises presented with these lectures. We hope these lessons are a blessing to you. Thank you. In Lesson 33 of our Bible study on the life and the ministry of Christ, we wish to focus on the first persecution of the early Christian church. And we will see this in three parts. First, the imprisonment of the apostles, which we find in Acts 5, verse 17 through 42. Then in part two, the deacons chosen, in Acts 6, verse 1 through 6, and then Stephen, the first Christian martyr, which we may find in Acts 6, verse 7, through Acts 8, verse 2. So first, the apostles imprisoned, Acts 5, verse 17 through 42. We see that the apostles continue to preach throughout Jerusalem, and to perform miracles, and that the Christian church continues to grow. And oh, when the high priest and the Sadducees and the council hear and see this, they are angry. They want to put a stop to this. And so they go and capture the apostles and put them in prison, in the common prison and they leave them there for the night uh, so they can bring them before the council the next day. But what happens? During the night, the Lord sends an angel to open the prison door and to lead the apostles out of the prison. And that angel then tells the apostles to go to the temple and to go and speak to the people all the words of life. And so the apostles go to the temple. But what happens? The council has gathered in the morning, and now they want the apostles to be brought so that they can question them. So they send soldiers to the prison to go and get these men. But when they come to the prison, they see the doors are shut, they see the keepers of the prison standing in their place, but the prison is empty. Oh, what has happened? And so they go back to the council and they report what they have seen. And then some people come to the council and say, 
those men that you are looking for, they are standing in the temple preaching to the people. Oh, then they send the soldiers to the temple to go and get Peter and John. And notice, when the soldiers come to get Peter and John, Peter and John obey and go with them. We will hear after, and we have heard it in a previous lesson, that Peter has said we must obey God rather than men. And yet here they obey men, because that is also God's command, to be subject to those in authority over us. Oh, then the soldiers came to call them in the name of the council. And so Peter shows that he obeys the command of the council when it is lawful, when it is not against God's word. And so they go along and they come to the council members. And then the high priest says, Did we not command you not to speak any more in the name of Jesus Christ? And then Peter again says, But we must obey God rather than men. In this matter, we may not obey you. We must speak of Jesus, whom you have crucified, and who has been raised from the dead, and who has been glorified. Oh, when the council hears Peter say this, they are cut to the heart. Their anger knows no bounds. They begin to take counsel to slay them. But then one man stands up in the midst of that council, Gamaliel. He is a Pharisee. He is a doctor of the law, a well-respected man. And he stands up and he says, Men and brethren, watch what we do. If this work is the work of man, it will come to naught. But if it is the work of God, then we cannot overthrow it. Very wise counsel for us as well. If it is the work of man, it will come to naught. But God's work, we cannot overthrow. God will fulfill his counsel. And the council agrees with Gamaliel. And then they command the apostles again that they may not speak anymore in that name of Jesus. And then they beat the apostles and release them. <clears throat> the apostles now go back to the multitude. And there they rejoice with them that they have been considered worthy to suffer shame for the name of Jesus Christ. But they continue to preach the name of Jesus. They continue their work as a minister of the gospel. And so the number of Christians continues to increase. And that leads us to part two, the deacons chosen in Acts 6, verse 1 through 6. Because as this multitude continues to grow, and as they continue to bring their goods to the apostles to distribute to the poor and to the needy, then something did not go right, because not everyone was getting their fair share anymore. 
the apostles were too busy. They could not keep everything going. And so a murmuring begins between two groups of the Christian community. The Grecians, who are the Christians from outside of Palestine, begin to murmur against the Hebrews, the Christians from within Palestine, that their widows are being neglected. Their widows are not getting enough support. Oh, when the apostles hear this, then they are sad, and they call the multitude together, and they say to them, Men and brethren, it is not good that we spend all our time serving tables when we are called to minister the word. You should look for seven men who are full of the Holy Ghost, honest in their report to men and God, but also filled with wisdom. And these men then would serve as deacons they would administer the goods to the poor and to the needy. And then we as apostles can spend our time in prayer and in the ministry. And so the multitude chooses seven men. We see that some are Hebrews, some are Grecians, and one of them is even a proselyte. A proselyte that is a Gentile who has been converted to Judaism. But this man has also been converted to Christianity. And then the apostles lay their hands upon these seven men uh, that they would serve as deacons in the Christian church. And the apostles now would spread the word of God. And we see that the multitude of those that believed continued to increase, including even some of the priests that had served in the temple. But as this multitude increases, so does the enmity. Satan will not sit still. And we see that in part three, where we have Stephen, the first martyr, in Acts 6, verse 8, through Acts 8, verse 2. Stephen is one of those deacons. He is a man full of faith and of power, but it says that he also had power to perform miracles, and so he was well known amongst the community, but also his fame went out, and so some of the Jews came to resist him, and they disputed with him, but they had no power uh, to resist him in his wisdom. And then uh, they made a false claim, and they said, This man has spoken blasphemy against Moses and against God. And they stirred the people up. Then they brought Stephen to the council, and there they brought false witnesses along who would claim that a Stephen had committed that sin of blasphemy, uh, that he called Jesus the Son of God. Oh, then, Stephen stands before that council, and his face shines as the face of an angel. He is filled with the Holy Ghost. Then the high priest stands up and asks Stephen, 
whether these accusations are true. But Stefan does not go into the accusations at all. But Stefan does give a defense, not of himself, but pointing to Jesus Christ. And he begins then by telling this council how that God had chosen Abraham and made a covenant with Abraham, and through Abraham the Jews became God's people. <clears throat> but then he goes on and he says, And so Joseph was also chosen of God uh, to play a role in this Jewish nation. And look what happens. His own brothers, the patriarchs, they sold him into Egypt. They wanted to get rid of him. But God uses him to save the Jewish nation in Egypt. And then he turns to Moses and he says, Moses was also a chosen man of God. But the Jews rejected him. He had to flee into the wilderness for 40 years. And then God uses him to deliver the Jews out of Egypt. And this he uses to direct the counsel to Jesus. And he says, And this Jesus, whom you have rejected and you have killed, he is the Savior. He is the Son of God. Oh, the council, when they hear this, they gnash their teeth. Their anger knows no bounds. But Stephen is given to look to heaven. And there he sees Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he says to the council, I see the heavens opened, and I see the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Oh, the council cannot listen any longer. Their anger is so severe. They cry out and they grab Stephen and they drag him out of the city. And there, outside of the city, they stone him. And stoning is hard work. Throwing stones at a person. And so the Bible says they took their clothes off and they laid it at the feet of Saul. We will meet Saul later, who will lead the great persecution. But look at Stephen. As he stands there, he calls to God and he says, Receive my spirit. And then Stephen kneels down and he cries out, Lay not this sin to their charge. Oh, did you hear that? Stephen there prays to forgive his enemies. That is the value of a Christian, uh, that we do not seek vengeance, but we forgive our enemies. And then Stephen fell asleep, and they buried him. Oh, if we now stop and compare the trial of Stephen with the trial of Christ, then we notice certain similarities, but also certain differences. For both of them, false witnesses were brought in because they were both innocent. But then we see that Stephen gives a defense, not of himself, but he gives a defense of Christ. 
whereas Christ was silent throughout his trial uh, because he would not defend himself. And then they were both taken outside of the city. Stephan is stoned. Jesus was crucified. And finally, they both prayed for their enemies. Oh, God watches over his church. For Stephan, it was the happiest day of his life to be delivered of this body of sin and death and to be restored in that true communion with Christ, whom he had seen standing at the right hand of his Father. But Satan will continue to roar to destroy the church. Oh, we will see that also in our next lesson when we see Saul leading the great persecution. Thank you.